Well, there's only one way this episode can start, Franny. Ants. 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 Ant-Man. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of... Why don't we start like that every week, but just with whatever the subject of the movie is. We should. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francis Colacala. I can't wait until the day when you're not here, and I don't have to say, as always... And then yeah. if you miss one, then I'll just hold it over you forever. And Tim and I will just do our own episode. Or until <laughs> until I get kicked off the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by saying something horrible. <laughs> I just don't cut it out. I just leave it on air. Um, hold on. You know, Red Skull ha- had the right mindset. <laughs> That's an audio clip. There is a line. Did I say, we're talking about Ant-Man today. Because um, <laughs> whatever. It's Ant-Man. There's that line that the villain, Darren Cross, men named Darren have different energy, I think. There's a line that Darren has where he's like, hey, the Nazis are here. They're not what they were. Like, Hydra's here. Hydra's (laughs) buying my super not obviously evil suits. What do you think about Ant-Man? Um, seeing it again, I think I actually liked it a little more than I did the first time. But I already kind of liked this one. Yeah, I like this movie. It's definitely a lesser one, I think. But also, again, any MCU movie until about Homecoming, I've seen a billion times. So I've I've seen this one so many times. But yeah, this this movie isn't as good as a lot of MCU movies, but I still really like it. I think it still it has value. Oh yeah, it's really funny. It's pretty. It can be kind of cliche in the plot beats. This is kind of the main example when I mean, you're it talking is a about movie. Yeah, but you know, this is the one where it's so blatantly like it's the villain is just some guy who has some science thing and he has the exact opposite of what the superhero yeah, has. It, it's it's like, really unfortunate that this is the villain that we got immediately after Ultron. Yeah, that's also <laughs> that's also a shame. And then Zemo is the next one, which oh, is also great. really good. So it's the like, most unnecessary villain in the entire MCU. <laughs> yeah, but he's good. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's I, he's a good villain, but Yeah. <laughs> I not in the MCU though. <laughs> No, he doesn't like do Zemo. anything. You don't like how he's like, hey. He just exists, and then at the end of the movie, he tries to shoot himself. That's great. I like when he tries to shoot himself. Anyway, Ant-Man came out in 2015. It was directed by Peyton Reed, who's just like, he directed like Bring It On and like Jim Carrey's Yes. So he's like a comedy director. And it was supposed to be, and Tim always brings this up when we have him on, because he's a big Edgar Wright fan. Since like 2003... This was going to be an Edgar Wright movie. Edgar Wright was working on Ant-Man movie forever. There's famous test footage that came out, and I'll link that below. Eventually, he, when Disney bought Marvel, Edgar Wright was like, I want to make this movie, but I don't want to have tons of like MCU references. I want it to be kind of like on its own. And they were like, that's not how we do things. And this is actually the reason Ant-Man and the Wasp are supposed to be core Avengers characters, but they're not in the movies until like this is the end of phase two and then we're finally seeing these characters and the reason for that is because Edgar Wright was going to make this movie but then he was like I don't want to be that tied into all the the Marvel stuff because I feel like there's too many constraints and so he didn't do it he's still credited as like a story writer but was it supposed to be in phase one then yeah I think so it was supposed to be a much earlier one and then it just kind of got held off forever because there were big disagreements once Disney bought yeah. I can't imagine Ant-Man being in like the first Avengers movie. Well, I mean, that's how it is in the comics. He's there in the first issue. I, I mean, yeah, like... he's a, he is a core member in the comics, but in the movie specifically, I feel like I, I can't really see it. Maybe, maybe. But then you get to this movie, and it's like, it's still, there's those like, Edgar Wright moments, like there's the Louise telling his story, 
that's the best part of the fucking movie is whenever he does that it's it's so great he does it again in ant-man and the wasp you can just tell those are like edgar wright moments paul rudd carries the movie oh yeah he's <laughs> great and he's such a strong lead in this yeah um, I, I love paul rudd in pretty much everything he's in he's yeah so good. he's just a pure when he's working at baskin robbins or after he gets fired from baskin, baskin robbins always finds out <laughs> oh man they find out who you are uh <laughs> when he's walking back home and he's like drinking the the mango blast or whatever it's like paul rudd i don't believe he's eaten anything except for like raw chicken and protein shakes <laughs> to look like that when he's like 45 in that movie he Insane. needs to share his skin routine eventually i don't know what he's fucking <laughs> uh, yeah doing. i don't know what he's doing apparently he was so ripped that they were like we have to change the suit because they were like, Paul Rudd, work out. And he was like, okay. And so then he got the abs or whatever. And they're like, he lost too much weight that now he's too fit for the suit we have. So we have to make a new suit that he can actually fit in. What a champ. Yeah, what a champ, exactly. <laughs> and like pretty soon after, Chris Pratt has done that. Where it's like, you're a comedy guy. And everybody knows you for these screw screwy comedies or whatever. Now you're going to be a fucking superhero. Um, and yeah, he's really great. I feel I feel weird right now. I feel like... I feel like I don't, like Ant-Man, <laughs> I want to talk about it, but for some reason I feel like I don't have that much to say about it. I definitely I, do, I just need to, my brain needs to process what I want to say yeah. right now, I'm in a weird spot. I mean, spot. this is definitely one of the smaller scale movies, so I, oh. I kind of get, ah, oh, damn it, oh. that was unintentional, oh. but, um, Ants. 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 Uh, this is definitely one of the smaller scale movies, so it kind of makes sense. There's not a whole lot to say. It's kind of its own thing, other than the Falcon cameo. Oh my god, yeah. Which I kind of, I kind of liked. Oh, I when I saw this, I would say until probably, well, maybe until like uh, Stan Lee's cameo in Guardians Two. That was like the biggest surprise. Not because it's like this shocking thing that Falcon's in it or whatever. Like, Falcon's cool. But that wasn't in any marketing, I don't think. I never knew that. And so I went in to see this, like, opening weekend. And Falcon was just there. And I was watching it this time. And, like, why was this so exciting? And it's because you see that it's Avengers Mansion or whatever, and that just cuts to Falcon. Like, it's yeah. not, like, huge reveal. He just swoops in real yeah, quick. Yeah, he's, he's there. It's like, he's there. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, the way it's presented, I did not expect another Avenger to be an Ant-Man, especially when they don't mention it. But that fight is is really great and probably one of the highlights of the whole movie for me yeah it's very good i've always wondered who falcon is talking to on the thing because at first it sounds like captain america's that's voice. what i thought but then at the end of the fight he says don't tell cap about this exactly which is is great because yeah. <laughs> falcon is in love with captain america as we all know just like all of captain america's friends <laughs> yeah and me i'm in love with captain america. <laughs> have you seen him have you seen chris evans in his sweater and knives out i have good but who who is it do you know no I is it know. a character no i don't think so i've always just, just it's just a voice i just thought it was i've always thought that was weird because it's like he's probably talking like maria hill or something it sounds like a man's voice though but i i just mean like stock shield character yeah probably. it's probably just some random character because i don't think any other major character is credited in any way in this and maybe even if it's an uncredited cameo i've never heard anybody break down who that is but if you know who that is get back to me because i would actually love to know so that's yeah. always been i feel a like we thing for me i feel like we would if it was like an actual character we'd be able to recognize it because i feel like everybody in the mcu kind of has a distinct voice i think so but i think 
Well, again, we both thought it was Captain America at first. And we were like, yeah, oh, because it sounds yeah. like him. <laughs> but there's no way he would talk about him in the third yeah. person to him. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so, yes, I would love more information on that. There's only, like, and this isn't a complaint, just an observation. There's only two real superhero action scenes in this whole movie. Just the Falcon scene, the end scene. There's not a lot of, of action. The training scene... Kinda. That's but like I mean half. like a fight, like yeah. a battle scene. There's only two. Again, smaller scale. It's Ant Man. It's basically Ocean's Eleven, but with shrinking technology. And I really like that. The actual heist is really fun, and all of his friends are. Yeah, I, I kind of love pretty much everything about it. Yeah, it's a great sequence. Yeah. And goddamn, yeah, Michael Pena. We we say Paul Rudd carries the movie, but Michael Pena is my favorite part of the movie. Oh he's yeah, he's great. Great comic relief. Character. I I kind of like all of um, Scott's like comic relief friends i think they're all pretty good yeah um, the other two are a little forgettable but i kind of like all of them the one guy the like german guy he's used much better in oh also he's in the dark knight that guy he's like a character actor he's in the dark knight he's like one of the guys batman like breaks his you know those memes where it's like now talk or yeah whatever, when he's like destroyed he's the guy he's why they say that <laughs> um and so whenever i see him in dark knight i'm like that's fucking like scott Lang's friend kicked. yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, the other guy is T.I., who's a rapper, and he's not a good dude. Yeah. He's canceled. Now that I'm really Otherwise, thinking about it, I think I like all the characters, other than the villain. I yeah. I like Hank and his daughter, who I can't think Hope? of the name of. Yeah, there we go. She's a fucking main you, Ant-Man the Wasp friend. Yeah, I, I know. But I don't know. I feel like I like all the characters. They're all pretty good. This might be the first time I've seen this since Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. I'm watching the flashback scene with Hank and Janet in like the 80s where Janet goes subatomic in the missile. I can't fucking take that seriously now when I know she's in a weird realm where she has magic healing powers. That really ruined that. Yeah, where she she goes subatomic and then becomes Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, that's so fucking bad. That's still probably the most confusing thing in the MCU. It's the most unfortunate thing in the MCU. Yeah, kind of just ruined the entire quantum realm. <laughs> yeah, they really they did. built it, it up so a... much, and it's just like you turn really tiny, and then you just get these cool powers. Or sometimes a rat is is just gonna free you from the quantum <laughs> realm or whatever. Like, yeah, it was such a such a novel idea that they just completely ruined. But all the shrinking itself might be a weird thing to comment on, but it's really great. The effect where it looks exactly like the comics when you like see you can when he's shrinking, you can still see like. The yeah, form, each the frame it's from like when he was bigger. Gets smaller. Yeah, it's not like it, you just shrinks. You can still see. Yeah, which is awesome. I love that. That first scene where he shrinks down the bathtub is really fun. Um, I think all the stuff with uh, Scott being shrunken down it looks great. Oh, of course, yeah. Especially the my favorite act, little action beat probably in the movie is when he like runs on the guy's gun and then he grabs the guy's tie and like grows big. Yeah, and, like eats. That's a great use. I'm pretty sure that was the Edgar Wright test footage. Was basically that exact <laughs> scenario. And so I'm like, God damn it. God damn it, yeah. there, there's, really there's some great stuff that you can do with Ant-Man. And I, I think they, they pulled it off pretty well. Oh, yeah. No, this is as a, for an Ant-Man movie, it's great. And they were going to make it about Hank Pym, and they're like, for canon reasons, we're not going to make it about <laughs> Hank Pym. Because Hank Pym famously assaulted his wife, but also he created Ultron. And I remember people were like, when Age of Ultron was coming out, probably should talk about this last week, but there was so much to talk about when we <laughs> talked about Age of Ultron. That, that episode um, was longer than <laughs> was way too long so yeah uh but still again i still feel like we didn't touch everything because i 
want to bring up that when that movie was coming out, everybody was like, are they going to introduce Hank Pym also so he can invent Ultron? No, he's going to get his own movie. Something I like, another promotional thing that isn't just Ants, Ants, Ant-Man. It's my favorite it's trailer my favorite. for any movie ever. I love it so much, and I go back to it all the time. It's fucking great. Ants. Ants. <laughs> but, but uh one of my the, favorite comments on that video is just this is proof that uh that marvel can just get anyone to see the mcu movies and they don't have to try <laughs> that's, yeah that's very true <laughs> but the first trailer when the trailer first came out you couldn't tell what was going on because it was tiny <laughs> when they said Ant Man trailer, it was a tiny trailer that you couldn't oh see. Oh my god! And then the next day they released the trailer. <laughs> I, I I love that. Yeah, Ant Man's <laughs> marketing. Also, do you, do you ever see those posters where it's just like like it's like Iron Man, Ant Man's on his shoulder or whatever? There were these promotional posters where it was like Hawkeye, and you can see his hand with like the bow, and Ant Man's on the edge or whatever. Like all the yeah. Avengers, but then Ant Man's on them. Those were also posters. I don't know why they went so fucking hard for Ant Man's marketing. I think they were worried people wouldn't see it because it's I, called Ant-Man. Yeah, probably. But they can print money, so it's yeah. fine. Like, <laughs> well, people will see anything you make. So. Yeah, like pretty much, like I said, the Ants trailer. They don't have to try it. People are going to see their movies. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, that's great. I, I love that. I also think, I was thinking this when I was watching this, this is the best edited MCU movie. Again, probably an Edgar Wright thing because Edgar Wright's movies are so quick and they move so fast. But it's like the editing is so fucking quick. Like it's just like, but in a good way. In no, in the best way. I'm saying yeah. it has the best editing of any of these movies. It's the only time where I notice it, where it's like these comedy edits, especially when Luis is telling his stories. They're so succinct. Yeah, and in the action too. I do love the. There's great visual gags throughout this whole movie, but the the Thomas the Tank Engine thing is the fucking greatest. Yeah, I love that That's so much. That's never not funny. Uh, oh, that scene also has the part where they're like, we gotta help Scotty, and then they, the one line I quote from this a lot is just, back it up, back it up, we're gonna back it up, because <laughs> it goes on for so long, but it's funny, I love it, and it's just things like that, where it's like, you can tell it's made by a comedy director, and that yeah. they're having a lot of fun on the set. It's, it's very weird that you can tell that it's a comedy director who made the movie just by the kinds of jokes that are in the movie. Right, because all these movies have jokes, but you can tell when it's like, this is a, a this man knows what. Yeah, he's you doing. can tell like Joss Whedon isn't a comedy director. He just writes a lot of quips. This movie yeah. is made by an actual comedy director and writes actual jokes. Yeah, which is impressive that the action is also so good because you'd think he probably doesn't yeah. know how to do that so well, but he does. He's, he proves himself. He's really it's really good, really well made movie, and it's just it's so easy to watch. I think because it's. Like before, with credits or before credits, it's like an hour forty-five minutes, basically. Then there's yeah. like fifteen minutes of credits. This is definitely one of the shorter ones compared to all the ones that we've been watching that are like two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. Yeah, it's it's such a it's a breezy little movie, and it's just it's really easy to put on. Um, and I think it's it's fun enough that anyone can really watch it. Yeah, I feel like it works as like a movie that you can pay attention to. But also, it's one of those movies where it's just like, it can be background noise, and then you That's pay true. attention, and oh, look, there's a funny joke. If there's one, if you have, like, kids, and there's, like, you need to just show them a movie to keep them distracted while you do paperwork or whatever, show them Ant-Man. Like, Ant-Man yeah, is- it'll, it's it'll so, keep them busy. It's so harmless, too. That is, like, it's not, like, super violent. It's yeah. like, just put them in front of Ant-Man. It's fine. Even though sometimes people get turned into goo. I, as much yeah. as I, as fucking lame as Darren is, <laughs> I do enjoy that scene when he- when, Goodbye, Frank. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> but otherwise, this is one good scene. Yeah, I mean, he's 
in good scenes, but he's never good. Yeah, he's no. definitely one of the worst. Still don't understand why he designed the yellow jacket suits to look so very obviously evil. Evil, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because when <laughs> he has so one at dumb. the end of the movie, he has to be evil. <laughs> and he is evil. He's frying goats or sheep or whatever. Yeah, he, he fries goats. And he's like, we're changing mankind. Move on to 34B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but... It's it's weird that trying to shrink things makes them turn into goo. It's whatever, I guess. <laughs> well, it's just an easy way to show that it's not working yet. Yeah. And there's danger in doing it. Uh, Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, I he's also really great in this. Again, people are really good in this, but I really like Michael Douglas as just like... Like, he's a dick. Is a dick the way that Hank Pym is in the comics, but if he was, like, 30 years older. And he's like, yeah, I was Ant-Man, but it fucking ruined my life. I just want to be left alone. Yeah, he has the... He's Yeah, he's a dick. But uh, there's, like, a perfect balance of him actually being, like, a decent person. Right. He just... He's kind of mean, but he's not a bad person. No, it's not like, necessarily. It's like Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so when Rey gets there, and she's like, "Oh my God, Luke Skywalker!" Everyone has heard a million legends about you, and he's just like, "Get the fuck out of here!" So old, <laughs> <I'm> so done. <laughs> uh, just leaving like with, with my goat, with my what is it? Weird green milk. Oh yeah, he, he his giant uh, monster has like big boobs, and <laughs> he milks it. <laughs> I love his whole his family though, like Cassie. And then Judy Greer's the mom, yeah. and then the dad. <laughs> in the second one, he's like he's whatever in this, but Paxton, the dad in the second Ant Man movie, is like one of my favorite parts because he's just become this complete comedy character. Where he's just like, "Oh, what do you need, Scott? What do you need, buddy?" And so it's great in this one that he's like such an asshole. Yeah, but then he's yeah completely like, "Oh my god, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm completely with you." And I, I love that turn <laughs> with that character. <laughs> Definitely one of my. I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but I I do enjoy when Hank Pym's like, like if we're doing name drops, I like when Hank Pym's like, the Avengers are, Stark has been trying to steal my shit forever. I'm not going to give anything to the new Stark. And they are dropping cities on people yeah, or whatever. Like, we, I, I'm not trusting any of the Starks <laughs> with my suit. They literally just dropped an entire city in Russia like two weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. The Baskin Robbins joke. I, I I've always thought it was funny, but it's also so blatant. Where it's like, like product placement wise, it's like oh, oh yeah. Baskin Robbins. But I feel like that's like that's that's like product placement done right. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's not like it's a super big plot element. Like what what move? What movie was it? The, the Power, Power Rangers. Rangers? Power yeah. The Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Rita Pulse is like the magic stone is in the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I saw it in the theater and I. I was laughing so hard at that. Oh, one joke that's really bad, and I even texted our nerd group chat about this. It's like the part where he's like, oh, I'm a cat burglar. Oh, so you're a pussy? Please laugh. <laughs> applause, <laughs> applause. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's just so, it's so lame. Those are the kind of jokes where it's like, yeah, the first time, it's like mild chuckle because it's surprising, but maybe, again, because I've seen it so many times, it's like... <sighs> yeah, knowing that it's coming, it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's such a... Also, it's a weird joke for the MCU to make. Like, yeah. I didn't expect them to, to do that. <laughs> it's a little uh, risque for that, but... Disney's going to, to new levels. <laughs> yeah, they're hardcore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Avengers... Perf- or not Avengers... <laughs> I wish. Um, Ant-Man. Ant-Man is a perfectly fine, perfectly fun Marvel movie. I like it. I enjoy it when I watch it. I like the ants. I like Anthony. 
that's <laughs> that's fun. Rest in peace, Anthony. Rest in peace, Anthony. It's all fun. I don't know. It's that's really what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just it's just a fun movie. It's not the best one, but it's definitely not a bad movie at all. No, it's fun. I wouldn't have seen it so many times. Oh yeah, I probably would have <laughs> if it was bad. But you know, it's, I mean, how many whatever. times have you seen Thor: The Dark World? Yeah, that's a <laughs> good point. Uh, okay, I'll read some listener stuff then. Tim McMullen Condo says, "Is Ant Man the worst and most irrelevant superhero that they had to make relevant in Endgame?" Because everyone complained. I don't think he's bad or relevant i don't think people don't like him yeah i i don't think i've heard anybody saying that they don't like ant-man no me either and he's great in in civil war especially is when he's the best i love him in, he's, in civil he's war he's fun in, in end game also and damn in the wasp i always like i always like that paul rudd uh but yeah no civil war he's so fucking great yeah <laughs> he's, so he, he's definitely at his best in civil war i feel like it wouldn't be that hard for Janet Van Dyne to have escaped the quantum realm, by the way, like in the 80s, because all fucking Paul Rudd. Yeah, all, all he Scott did was Lang put did the little was, disc in his belt just, and then press the button. He just changed it, yeah. Maybe so. she, did she not have those before? I guess not. I guess that's a new and isn't, but isn't that the technology? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she should have been able to figure it out. Oh shit, the de aging we didn't even talk about. This is the first real Marvel de aging oh, scene. Yeah. Right at the start. And you get to see Peggy Carter and Howard Stark and some guy. Uh, some, <laughs> some, Hydra guy some Hydra guy that comes guy. back at the end of the movie. Um, the de aging looks good. It looks yeah, so great. It looks yeah. Great. It's always looked good in these movies. I don't think they have the money for it. <laughs> yeah. There's never an example where I think, oh, I mean, also, this is only five years old. This movie is so new. It's yeah. Tough. It's, but we're, it's like, we're getting really close to like recent movies. Yeah. Well, luckily, we're about to take a fucking huge break again. So <laughs> <laughs> it just was as soon as we get close, we really have to impede the progress. So this fucking podcast goes until 2030. Uh, <laughs> Um, we just gotta delay all of our episodes like the MCU delayed all of its movies. Yeah, why can't we delay stuff? Well, I guess we <laughs> do frequently. Um, no Soulspin says, Adore this film. Scott and Cassie are my favorite duo in the MCU. The entire cast is just so great to watch. Hilarious casting for pretty much everyone on the team. Love that the plot is low stakes and everything is relatively contained. And this is easily the most wholesome MCU film. Warm feelings watching it every time. Definitely one of Definitely one I'm always sure to rewatch a lot, and the score is insanely excellent. Um, and just real quick, I'll say Tom Quirk says, every MCU movie should feature a surf rock remix of its main theme, which this does have. <laughs> and yeah, no, Noah, I'm you. It's just a nice, small-scale, wholesome movie. Yeah, I, I think the, the best word to describe this movie is just wholesome. Just an innocent... It's probably the most innocent MCU movie. That's what I mean when it's like you can just put this on, your kids can yeah, watch it. Like this is definitely like the most kid-friendly MCU movie, even though these aren't like necessarily the worst movies ever for kids. Yeah, this well, one especially. You know this one made me think about because I was like, you know, superhero movies, they're kids' movies, and kids will see these no matter what. When you really think about it, every single one of these movies pretty much has at least one scene where it's like, oh, that's pretty horrifying for a child. Oh, yeah. That's very violent. Yeah. This is the only one where it's like, I can't think like maybe maybe and kids like animals and that lamb gets disintegrated. But that's about as bad. As show that. show your kids the first Avenger where the guy gets thrown oh into God, the. That's still probably the most <laughs> gory. That and Thanos yeah. getting his head cut off are like the two things where it's like, oh Jesus. I, I still love it. Oh yeah, I love it. Too. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not very kid friendly. This might be the second to last episode of the podcast for a while. <laughs> Forever. For yeah, at least yeah for a little while. So so yeah, because our next next week we'll be doing Superman Four on the, the other quest podcast. for peace, my quest favorite for- title. 
And then in two weeks, we're going to be doing Fant Forstick, and Paul might be on that episode. I don't know yet. Might? He might be. He, I think he will be. He's been saying like the whole show that he's going to be on it. I know, but I'm just saying I haven't <laughs> talked to him 100% recently about it, so I'm not sure, but I'm almost positive he'll be on that episode. I just have to work out the logistics of that. Yeah, so thanks for, for listening to this. I feel like this episode will have me at the end being like like a couple of days later being like, I didn't I didn't mention uh that, that he said Tales to Astonish and Aaron Sorry and Tales to Astonish or something. Like Sorry that. guys, Gabe here again. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, it's me, I'm back. Uh yeah, no, I'll no, I'll just make you do it on an Instagram voice message you can send yeah. it and I'll just I'll I'll it. send it in like the what's the maximum like it's like 30 seconds oh is there a maximum i i think so i barely i only use it for gags i barely ever i've literally it. never or used to it send you part of the podcast that i think is funny yeah. <laughs> sometimes i'll do that yeah okay that's it boys and girls uh and other ants and cats uh <laughs> i will see you i yeah we will this is a you're not gonna plug anything podcast. this time oh shit yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta go through the Gotta go through the motions. I just wanna play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna get there as quick as I can. Um It's gonna be good. It's gonna be. Uh it, it's gonna be something. It's I don't know. Something. I don't <laughs> I hope you I'm enjoy it. I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm yeah. gonna give it a chance. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. You can email us at MarvelMoviePodgmail.com. Uh we also have a DC show. Every DC movie ever happens comes out every other week. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> At DC Movie Pod on Instagram, Twitter, DC Movie Pod at gmail.com. You can uh, find me on Instagram and uh, Instagram. <laughs> Come on, Instagram. you'll get it. You can find me on Instagram at Flip Day. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Flip Day, but the E neck has a three. Um, Franny's on social media because he shrunk his phone and you can't find it. <laughs> My phone's um, somewhere in the quantum realm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, shr- it's shrinking infinitely. Um, yeah, that's it. Stay Bye. safe, everybody. Bye.